When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, once Forest Focus, Nottingham Forest are out of the FA Cup after a 1-0 defeat to Manchester United as Casemiro scored a late win at the City ground. Poor finishing, poor defending, substitutions too late. What was it that cost the Reds? We'll get into that in the company of, first of all, Reds fan Mark Southerns. Uh, this is take two, we must confess. We thought we were live for about two minutes uh, a couple yeah. of minutes ago, but something went wrong. But we are live now. So, uh, Mark, how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm slightly less upset and angry than I was two minutes ago. So you've got a slightly two minute better version of me now. So that's fine. That's <laughs> good. good. Uh, well, you're right to be angry as we as we kick on. Don't worry. Second guest is Pete Blackburn. Pete, are you well? Yeah, not bad. Slightly confused having launched into a massive monologue that uh, didn't actually, didn't go anywhere. <laughs> it was amazing yeah. as well, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was relaunch into said monologue, Pete. What? Give us your take on what we've what we've witnessed then. Yes, I mean, ultimately a disappointing result. Obviously, we would have liked to go further in it. It felt like maybe that maybe a cut run would have been a little bit of magic that could have been injected a bit of something into the season, or 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 even been a bright spark spark with things being a bit disappointing towards the end. But um, it feels to me like we're undone by familiar problems. I think giving away silly fouls and switching off when we're defending set pieces is obviously a bit of a story of the season for us. Um, there was a few of those moments early in the first half as well that we got away with, but that was our undoing in the end. Um, I'm not as down, I don't think, as some of the people um, around me, um, some of the messages I've been getting. Uh, I felt like there were there were some positives in the performance. I mean, both teams were a bit poor, really, overall, I thought. Um, an awful lot of really ropey finishing, and it felt like it sort of probably should have been quite a different result and a different... A different game really but um i felt we personally i thought it was a bit of a microcosm of our season plenty of threat um but just letting ourselves down in really crucial moments at the back and you know we're, we're, we're analyzing the game feeling a bit disappointed because those little moments have gone wrong for us again um so yeah disappointing but i guess no extra time is probably probably a good thing for us um and the other positive we don't have to watch Anthony and Rashford and Fernandez looking miserable and whinging like teenagers anymore. So that's that's something. Yeah, and I don't have to hear Alan Shearer on co-coms anymore. We might come to that, but oh my word. There were two teams in that game, you but you wouldn't necessarily have known it. Um yeah, I mean my my disappointment was kind of like we've been good at scoring goals you know you we've you, you produced the stats that we're actually good finishers and tonight we weren't we just kept hitting onana time and time again we let ourselves down there and obviously the set piece you know silly free kick and we'll get into that but what's your overall just disappointment and gripes with the game and where we where we've lost it yeah um i think we just went missing for the second half i think like from about 70 minutes onwards it, it was it was a weird second half. It was like you know when two teams are playing in, for in extra time and they're just playing for penalties. 
it's like that's what we were doing. It was like we've we've an hour gone, sixty-five or seventy minutes gone. We were just like trying to just see the game out to penalties. Even like there wasn't extra time to come after that. It was a really, really odd second half performance. We started the second half well, just like we did the first half. But then I don't know where the energy went from our legs. There was just no purpose, no intensity. The substitution was a strange one. Origi at 78 and not Awani, who by that point was just a statue, didn't really have anything left. So I'm surprised that he got to 97 minutes. And Yates and Danilo had nothing in midfield. I didn't see, was Dominguez on the bench? Why wasn't, why wasn't yeah, Dominguez yeah. introduced? Because uh, we just lacked any, we didn't have any legs in the midfield. And we were just surrendering territory to them. They were coming and they were coming. They didn't have much up front. They didn't really have any real threat. It was always going to be a bit of craft from Bruno that was going to undo us. And the thing that really makes me angry is um, if you're playing Forest, do you have a set-piece coach who's got a bit of imagination or do you have a player on the pitch who's got a bit of craft and guile, as Shearer put it, who can come up with something on the fly? If you've got either of those, fill your boots because we're going to give you at least one goal. And that's exactly what it was. We got caught in the first half, in the first five minutes, Anthony couldn't have made it more obvious. He was standing just on the edge of the box and it ended up with him and he hit the bar. And then, okay, the, the goal wasn't a rehearsed move. It was Bruno on the fly just going, right, I can see an opportunity. I'll stick it in the, the corridor of uncertainty, as, as the commentators like to call it. And Danilo didn't get to the ball. And for me, Turner isn't a factor in the goal, which is annoying. I think he's too, he's back on his line rather than being in an area where perhaps he could have affected that goal and in the end it goes through his legs, makes it like a bigger mistake than it is. But it's just the fact that any imagination, any kind of training ground move, we're so naive or we're, still, or we're so asleep. And we can say at the end of the game we're tired and legs are gone, but it happened after four minutes when Anthony hit the bar. It was evidence then when we were at our most you know, awake and our most, energized we gave away a set piece and they almost scored and then we did it with minutes to go so i'm tired of that being a problem and i'm tired of us giving that opportunity to every side that comes up against us in that it's pretty obvious they're going to cause us problems from set pieces it happens time and time again yeah someone scored a, a set piece pulled back to the edge of the box against us didn't they i can't remember who it was um but i'm sure that's not the i, I put an article well, <laughs> It's the so trippier they, one. It's the Grumer yes, areas. Yes, the trippier one. one. I mean, that's the one that, the edge of our box as a weakness, definitely, yeah. Well, it's just we're not awake. I mean, you can look mm. at the Tony goal. We're not awake to the fact he moved the ball. I mean, we're just, we're just, something's happening where there's no, no one's watching from the sidelines about what's going on and no one's watching on the pitch about what's going on and no one's switched on to see what the opponent could do in any given opportunity. And... Like I say, we were caught early and we were caught late. So you can't say, oh, we were tired. You know, they, it was a quality ball. Yeah, it was. But you've got to ask yourself why we're so frail at set pay, at plays. What is the set-piece coach doing? Nothing from nothing from corners, nothing from indirect free kicks, and nothing from defending set-pieces. Whatever that set-pieces coach is doing, it's not affecting our attacking set-pieces or our defensive set-pieces. So what are they? What function are they doing? Where, where are we seeing their contribution on match day? We aren't. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much to Charlie Price and Andrew Hancock for becoming members. Appreciate the support from everyone who's signed up of late, especially Charlie and Andrew. Um, what was your take on the goal then, Pete? I, I know Mark, I, I thought Turner had a good game, but I'd, I'd like to see it back to see whether he was at fault. I kind of question more our setup because there's such a big space for Fernandez to hit. And I don't know if Danilo's at fault as well. What was your read on the goal? 
Yeah, I, I won't steal Mark's analysis because if I'm if I'm honest about it, I wasn't questioning Turner until he started speaking to us before uh, before the podcast. Um, my my take on it uh, from just watching it live was a bit of a similar problem to what we often have with just giving away fouls that just really don't seem like they need to happen. I don't know why Erlang is just sort of dangling a limb in the way there and it just really doesn't feel like that needs to be done. He, Erlanger, is so frustrating because he is, he is such a positive influence on games and he has so much thrust and dynamism when he's really no moments to think about the game whatsoever. But in those moments where you just need a bit of smarts, sometimes I feel like he, he just isn't there. Um, and that probably applies to a lot of our team, to be honest. And I, I guess that's probably sort of why we are where we are. So I thought that was a problem. Then I guess having Danilo defending the near post is, is not ideal. It's not a person you would, would want there. It's a good ball. Like you said, there's a lot of space to attack. Um, Yates is obviously blocked by Varane, I think, but I don't think he's anywhere near getting to the ball, so I'm not sure that's really a factor. Um, I didn't spot Turner's issues um, with in, uh, with sort of, um, as Mark would describe, coming off the line um, and retreating. But for me, it just seemed like really familiar problems, giving away a cheap free kick and then just being really, really slow to respond to the danger people just not attacking balls in the way they should be sometimes sometimes it feels like we're not defending these set pieces like our lives depend on it and i mean it's, it feels like it should at this point it's not new and we're in trouble um in the in, in the league so i'm not really sure why it's not changing it's like a really obvious problem mm-hmm. um but clearly it isn't changing so yeah it just felt like a sort of a rerun of something that I've seen so many times before from this Forest team. And that's just really disappointing, especially so late on in the game, I guess. Although Mark makes a good point that we had similar issues early on where we were switched off. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was set pieces at both ends of the pitch, as Derek says. I thought Gibbs White put good balls in, but there's no variation on them. It's easiest to defend if you know what's coming, don't you? I mean... You knock Alan Shearer, even he spotted. He said he made a point in commentary that we we're, all our corners are going into the same area and that it's just whip it in and hope there's a touch. Like I say, like, what are we doing? Are we not are we not coming up with anything else? Is there no invention at all? You know, in the time since we got that set piece coach in, we've conceded goals from set pieces more than we've looked dangerous. I mean, we I just haven't seen anything at all in terms of imagination from our set plays, nothing. So there's no evidence that that set-piece coach is doing anything that's contributing to our likelihood of scoring goals, which is surely what his contribution should be. It's just Gibbs-White whipping the ball in. He's got more purposeful, I imagine, with his delivery. They look a little bit more dangerous. But it's the same thing every time. There's no ploy, there's no variation. And for Shearer to have the nous to spot it makes it clear that it's obvious to anybody, right? So why isn't... And you've got to think, Maranakis... The story was he almost insisted that we got a set piece coach, didn't he? Hmm. He can't be very happy with what's, what the output is, can he? Because no one can be. So when are we going to see the evidence that that's having a, making a difference at all? Because we don't know if he's playing a part in defensive set pieces. I think when you had Kelvin Wilson on before, he was doubting whether he would contribute to that. Okay, maybe not he should be contributing to attacking ones and and they were disappointing as well. And we had a lot, a lot of them. We had four or five corners in the first half. We had a couple of free kicks in the second half. And when you're a side that, you know, doesn't have, we're not, you know, a top 10 team in terms of quality, perhaps 
set plays have got to work for us and they're, they're just not. And that's disappointing. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you look at other teams, lower, like Everton spring to mind, Luton spring mm. to mind, they're better at set pieces and we are certainly. Probably pick that up more um, tomorrow with um, Fletch and Greg are on the panel tomorrow, so we'll look at that. Um, Mark touched on this earlier. I touched it on the intro, Pete. Nuno subs, uh, they're generally quite like-for-like. I don't mind them. Um, and he has been fairly proactive with them, I'd say. But I felt today, like Mark said, we looked gassed after 65 minutes and... I would have liked to have seen a couple come on earlier. You know, Gio Reyna, again, is coming on in stoppage time. It feels like a really odd signing at this stage. Are, are you looking at Nuno and wondering, you know, why not be a bit more proactive to go and win the game here? I am in this game. It's not It's not a gripe that I've generally had with him. And that may, no, just, me be, neither. No. may just be me not being switched on to it. I'm not sure. I've seen a couple of comments saying that that's not the first time. Perhaps it's not. Um, for me, I, I was thinking a fair 10 minutes or whatever earlier than things started changing that it looked like we were getting flat and the energy had gone out of performance. I think Mark mentioned about getting Taiwo off. I also thought Origi looked incredibly leggy and possibly because he'd made such a sort of strong impact in moments in the game in the first half and at the start of the second half. And it, it looked to me like he probably had sort of seen enough uh, action for the night. Um, and also, as you sort of mentioned, I guess there were, for once there were options on the bench Um you know, Dominguez is a, a a potential big change maker from the way he he sort of attacks and the the, the intent that he brings to the pitch in sort of all facets of the game. Um, you've obviously got Gio Reyna there. We don't know what he looks like in training and all that sort of thing, but clearly there's there's proven quality and uh, ability. So it did seem odd to me that we haven't made changes earlier, particularly given that some of these players are, are, are footballers who haven't been playing an awful lot or are recovering from injuries or whatever and. Um, we did have options to replace them. So I, I was surprised today, and that's not something I'm saying in hindsight, um, but also I should say that it's not a, a general criticism I've had of Nuno, so I wouldn't want to go sort of too, um, two-footed in on him on it. No, I wouldn't either, but in this game, in this occasion, like we try and call what we see. I thought, yeah. you know, let's go. There was an opportunity to win this game, and I don't didn't think we went for it early enough. Another decision that's been question by a few people we touched on Elanga um a few people have said this to me I've seen it on Twitter what do you think about um not putting Elanga on Amrabat because Origi I think did have a good game Mark but he he tired and I would have just liked to have seen him have 10 minutes on him earlier in the game is that is that fair yeah um I, it was a surprise because they were like I think uh Jenis was saying that he expected that to be the case um, and then in, in it clear it wasn't Origi was playing on that side. Um, Origi did did well. I thought he had a good game. Um, I thought he showed good touches in the first half and faded like everybody else in the second. Um, yeah, I mean, it would have been nice to see Alangra run at Amrabat. I wonder whether part of that was to keep Dallow back and not Dallow to be a factor that side. Um, because obviously that did that you know, Dallow wasn't a factor coming forward. Amrabat did get forward, did invert at times, come into midfield. But Dallow is someone, I mean, he scored at the city ground before, hasn't he, Dallow? So he he has actually called us a few problems getting forward in the past. I wonder if that's something to do. It's probably just the fact that Origi is more comfortable out there on that side because um, we've seen him come on that side uh, in a few matches. And he also started that side, didn't he, against Bournemouth um, when, he, when he got his start under Nuno. But yeah, it is disappointing. I think Alanga could have been a weapon for us on against Amrabat. I think he did okay in the first half, but I just think in the when 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 Alanga and Awani got into opportunities where we had 
United on the back foot, their decision making and their composure wasn't there, was it? I, I think that let us down. Um, so when we did turn United round, we didn't make the most of it, and um, that you know that was disappointing from an attacking standpoint. But that's not you know again, as you can probably tell, that's not the biggest frustration for me on the night. No, no. Um, I don't. I did see someone in the comments say that Sells isn't injured, so we'll follow that up because uh, I really hope he's not. Obviously, <laughs> although I mean Turner, like I said, I thought Turner had a good game tonight personally but what did you make of the team selection pete was it strong enough for you or would you like to have seen us go absolutely full, full tilt tonight i didn't have any particular problems with it i mean i think i guess the thing is at this stage of the season with, with a lot of games happening and also the injury records and recent injury records of our players you, you sort of have no sense really of what their level of fitness and match sharpness and availability to play is so with a team selection like this it could have really been anything for me and I wouldn't have been too surprised. I was pretty surprised that Felipe was playing because it's very soon after he started another game, although admittedly he didn't play the whole game. Um, but given what we know about his uh, injury issues, that that sort of surprised me a fair bit. Um, and there's a lot of talk before about whether Tyro might be arrested. I sort of I sort of wonder with him whether getting minutes and playing games is really important in terms of getting him back to sharpness and that's what he really needs um, so perhaps that's the case with him, although he's obviously played a lot of football tonight um, and there's a in, another important game coming at the weekend. So who knows? But no, I wasn't I wasn't desperately surprised with, with the team selection or and I didn't have a problem with any of it, I don't think, to be honest. Um, I certainly would have picked Sells if he was available and I'd just stick with him now for all games, although, you know, the league is obviously the um, only ones we're picking for now. Um, so no, no issues for me. I think, yeah, he's just... Bringing Yates in made sense to me. Bringing Toffolo in made sense to me. Both players that I've called for being in the team before, so certainly couldn't criticise now. Origi, I guess, is probably the only one that I personally had sort of written off. Um, so a bit more humble pie for me there, I suppose. Um, I thought he came in and, and looked really, really bright for 60-odd uh, minutes. Um, probably the person who looked like he was going to have a big impact on the game, if anyone, actually. Um, and certainly in terms of slipping tieway through, which he did, must have done at least three or four times. Um, and also creating a couple of good shooting opportunities for himself. But as as the story of the game was, every time we got in a good position, the finish wasn't there or it was just straight at the keeper. Um, but yeah, no, I had no problems with the team selection and plenty of uh, plenty of positives in there as well, in, in a sense, in that Nico continues to build. I think he's going from strength to strength and that's lovely to see because fullbacks don't look like a... We've got an awful lot of them fit at the moment, if you look at the bench. I thought Toffoli did a good job, um, both defensively and in the moments where he got forward and he had that brilliant whip ball across. Um, and as I say, Origi coming in and performing gives us an option in those attacking areas off the bench, potentially, if he's not starting and, and hudson Adoy is, or, or starting, which is pretty refreshing given the importance of the games coming up um, and that it has often looked like the bench is a bit thin. So I guess the team selection has probably proven a few positive things in a sense. Um, if, we, if I'm going to try and claw some positives out of losing the game tonight in a slightly iffy performance. Yeah. I mean, as, um, where's Kevin's comment? Sorry. I find Tyro's situation fascinating. Like He's played 90 minutes. Now, I think he probably would have played extra time tonight if needed. Uh, and like Mark said, I thought he looked fit at the start. He was pressing and harrying, but by the end, he's clearly knackered. So yeah, yeah it's interesting how they're managing his minutes. And I'll kind of bow to the sports science knowledge at this stage because you know they see more than we do but 
it, it did seem uh, interesting, certainly. Uh, there was another member I must thank, sorry. Uh, oh, Dave, thank you very much for uh, becoming a member, Dave. Very good of you. Morgan Gibbs White, um, Mark, I was going on Instagram while I was just checking it while Pete's talking. Mm. I don't know if you, have you seen it? No, go on. Oh, okay. Uh, he's a sport Bible put a picture out highlighting how Van Dyke's uh, goal in the Carabao Cup final, the first one was ruled out for offside. Uh, with a different player, I think it's Endo who's offside, and then tonight Varane standing marginally offside, so he's obviously not happy with it. I don't really have a gripe with it personally, but he's, what about you? Yeah, but that was a blatant block on on the defender on Colwell. To that's why he was given offside. I don't think the block was as blatant in what I saw tonight, and 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 Colwell would have been in the area where the ball arrived, and was was that really the case tonight? So. I I wasn't that aggrieved by that decision, but maybe we need to see it more times. But yeah, I'm I, I'm pretty sure it's only an offside issue if if it's stopping a player who can actually yeah. challenge for the ball, right? So yeah, I mean, it looked pretty clear to me that that wasn't wasn't the case. I don't really I really don't think we can be moaning about that. And if and I'm sure Morgan's frustrated, and I get that, but I think we could probably look at ourselves tonight before yeah. we're moaning about VAR. Okay, yeah. yeah, I agree. I didn't see it, but I thought I'd raise it because he's just put it on Instagram pretty soon after the match. So I thought it, it was of interest. Um, the centre, the centre backs and the full backs. I mean, we bemoan them at Villa Mark. I thought they were pretty. They were good tonight. I thought Murillo and Felipe feels more like the, the the last home game against West Ham. Nico again. Like I think his progress defensively this season's been really good because uh, he was rocky last season. Toff was good. So um, yeah. I feel like obviously we're clutching straws, but they were good tonight, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, I thought Felipe didn't... I don't think he put a foot wrong. He he, he looked more assured. Um, you know, there was talk after the Villa game, oh, that's his last game for Forest, and, you know, we, his best is gone. And obviously, I thought tonight's performance kind of put that to bed. I don't think that's the case at all. Um, I was surprised he started, because that does that mean he's not going to start against Liverpool? Perhaps uh, Omar Deli is the better option, because Liverpool... You know, probably won't. They'll play defeat, and it'd be more about pace, I expect. So maybe that is the better option over Felipe. But then they do have Van Dijk at set pieces, and we're a little bit we're a little bit weak at set pieces. So that's a worry. Um, yeah, I, I thought I thought there were some positives there. And I mean, Nico, like you say, I think is um, really growing as a player before our eyes week after week. I think he's 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 looking more sound defensively. He's looking more. He's he's causing opposition problems coming forward with his, just his energy. Right? He's, he's pretty tireless and he's you can see he's building confidence in the team with start after start. So I, I like what I see from him. Just on Tyro's minutes, it is odd because he was taken off at half-time at Villa when we've mm. just gone, we've just scored a goal, perhaps momentum is swinging our way and Nuno takes him off and brings Origi on. And there were talk afterwards was, oh no, that was the plan. So was that made that substitution of Tyra, was that made with the idea that he would play ninety minutes tonight? Presumably it was. But that and like you say, you've got to bow to the they've offered the sports scientists and Nuno's got more insight into his fitness. But it is a strange decision to take him off in a league game, which arguably is more important, having just got back into the game, in order to preserve him to play ninety minutes tonight ahead of Liverpool Saturday. It's a bit like you say, it's a bit of an odd chain of events, isn't it? Yeah, I thought it certainly was. I didn't really didn't really understand. I'd be interested to hear Nuno's post-match comments, really, if he gets asked about um, stuff like that and team selection. And obviously, Matt Sells, hopefully, 
you'll be asked about as well. Quick word for our sponsors before we move on to a few uh, instants in the game. Uh, thanks very much, as ever, to the Trent Navigation uh, for their support. It is Thursday tomorrow. <coughs> so it's uh, Quiz and Pie Night tomorrow, £8.50. Uh, uh, for, and so uh, go and enjoy a cheap dinner there, which is also good food. And I think it might be Quiz Night as well. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for the nav for their support. I uh, wish you wouldn't show the pie this time of night. That just means <laughs> I'm going to go and have some hungry now. Bed now. Yeah, if you show a picture of a pie, it makes me hungry. Of course it does. I'm only human. <laughs> um, let's look at a few of the um, chances in the game. I mean, we did create opportunities, Pete, in the first half. And we got in good positions, I felt. I've written down here, Origi Bright, a one-year save, um, a one-year hit, good save. Nico blasted one over the bar. But equally, they may not have had opportunities, didn't they? I mean, Matt Turner made a really good save and McTominay probably should have scored. It was a a decent first half, but we didn't have that cutting edge, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I've not looked at the XG. I'm guessing Mark probably has, but it looked to me like the Man Man United chance in the first half were a fair bit more clear-cut. We had lots of moments. Um, Tywo was... I mean, just back to the Tywo chat. I, I did think there was a visible difference in the first half today in the way he was moving. He seemed so much less cumbersome. His, his movement looked a lot sharper to me. He also got behind quite a few times. Um, so I guess that's a that's a positive to take. Yeah, I thought the the, the United chances looked, you know, a lot a lot better quality than ours. But we did create those moments where we were getting in behind. That Nico effort was a lovely sort of slashed finish across goal, just you know, just slightly high and wide. Um, there's a couple of moments where Alanga and Taiwo sort of seem to get in each other's way slightly on that in that left channel, which is which is a bit of a shame, I suppose. Some of those things, I guess, just sort of summed up the game for me, or certainly the sort of Forest attacking part of it. It was like it was nearly us at our not maybe not best, but in that sort of good vein where we are um, attacking with intent and we're quick and we get Gibbs White running through the middle and Origi was cutting in and making opportunities, but. Just when we got to the final final moments, it was either sort of slightly bumbled or the shot was just a bit weak or, or directly the keeper or whatever. So it just sort of didn't really feel like it was quite working out for us. I don't know whether that is just unfortunate on the night um, or, or what really, but it didn't feel like our chances, any of them, I don't think, were sort of guilt-edged. I mean, Taiwo made an awful lot, I think, of that chance where he was sort of he drove the ball out wide and whipped it across goal. I don't think he could have done much better than that. And I suppose in those moments, you're just hoping that there's no anger at the back post who's gambled and made uh, made the run and the ball falls for them. And maybe on another night that would happen. Um, but yeah, I don't. I mean, I was positive at halftime because I thought we were creating chances, and, and you know mm. those those moments were good. Um, but it just didn't really come off for us, did it? And we really seriously did ride our luck as well. I mean, you know, we we definitely could or probably should have been trailing um particularly after those first couple of united chances yeah i think as richard says Origi probably did have the best uh half of the of the, the best chance of the first half certainly the other thing we couldn't do mark really we we know united leave these gaping holes in midfields and i think they were there tonight gibbs white had that had a chance early on where he broke through and he took a pretty tame side-footed shot it we just didn't. I don't think we exploited United's weaknesses well enough. Personally, I don't know if you. What did, what did you make of that area? No, I. I think it, particularly in the second half when we just the energy just sat from our legs. I don't think Gibbs White found that pocket of space often enough. And it was funny as Tywo tied. It was Gibbs White who was playing centrally, almost like he realised that Tywo was 
had gassed out and, and he had to get up front to be able to hold the ball up. And that was our best chance of building. So I think as Tyro tired, Gibbs White was taking up different positions and wasn't in that space anymore when that was the part of the game where we could have caught them. Yeah, we just, we just lost we just lost all momentum. We had we had a very good first 20 minutes in the game and the first half. And then we had a good 10 minutes in the second half. We just couldn't sustain any form of control outside of that period. And we, as I said, we just surrendered it. And and I, I did think we were going to get caught eventually, but and I wouldn't have minded if the goal perhaps came from open play and it was a bit stroke of genius from Bruno or whatever. He had a couple of opportunities where he nearly curled one in. And if that had gone in, then, you know, I, I would have been... Fair enough, you know, we, we we missed our opportunity and they, they scored a good goal. It's just the nature of the goal that annoyed me because it was just typical. And, um, yeah, we we didn't show enough attacking intent in that second half. We didn't sustain it long enough. And I don't know what the reason was. If it was tiredness, if it was fatigue, why didn't Dominguez come on? We can see when Dominguez starts a game, he he, he runs himself into the ground for 70 minutes. So 20 minutes of Dominguez might have won the game for us because he's got so much energy, so much tenacity. That's exactly what we lacked for so much of that second half. Yates and Dinino just shrunk to be, you know, they were tracking back, but they didn't have any energy and they certainly didn't have any craft to do anything with the ball when we did turn it over. So I was just disappointed that Nuno didn't bring Dominguez on. I don't know what the reason was behind that. Yeah, I mean, I assume if he's on the bench, I assume he's fit enough to play some part. I'm just looking at our, our bench tonight. Hudson Adore, Reina, Ribeiro. Kriate, Dominguez, Niakate, Blackademos, Omobamadeli, and Joe Gardner. So there were options there, and he did get them on. I just think he got them on too late, apart from Dominguez, mm. who he didn't get on. So, yeah, bit of a strange one. I suppose, Pete, as well, like our defensive shape was, it was pretty solid. We didn't look like being broken down. So it just goes back to just that same old frustration that we just can't see a game out, I guess, which is probably one of the big reasons we are where we are. Yeah, it's sort of hard to know what to say about it, isn't it? Because, I mean, Mark must feel like this because he's done so many of these post-match streams where it's, you know, the same same old stuff over and over again. So it is hard to know what to say about it. I mean, that defence tonight and the um, game against West Ham, if we hadn't have had this horrendous mess in between those two games, I'd be feeling pretty positive about certainly what they can do in the majority of open play. Uh, it feels like there's a partnership there between Felipe and Murillo, if Felipe, Felipe can be fit. Nico is making great strides, and I'm absolutely loving seeing that. Um, I think he's nailed down that spot. We've got two or three options at left-back, depending on whether is fit, and obviously Tavares is going to be coming back from injury, and it looks like that might be a while. But if he gets back, we've got options there. So I sort of feel like we shouldn't necessarily be feeling that negative about that defence, but then they just go and do what they do. Um and it's just, you know, it's sort of hard to come back from that, isn't it? But, you know, the majority of open play in both of those home games, West Ham and, and tonight, feels pretty reassuring. They look pretty solid against, you know, pretty pretty high-end attacking players, really, if you list the... I mean, you know, I'm sure many of us have got our gripes with the likes of Anthony and such like, but, you know, these are expensive, well-thought-of footballers when you add together the United ones and... Bowen and whatever. So should be sort of quite positive about that. But as ever with Forrest, it just seems like you have these sort of positive moments and trends in games, but the things they do to throw it away are so brutal and so sort of 
I mean, basic, I think, would be a, a, a fair word to use, but it is really simple stuff, and it, it's, it's even more sort of guttural and painful because of that, I think. Um, so it's sort of hard to know how to feel about that, really. Mm. And there were there was moments in the second half at nil nil mark where we I felt like we were on top. I've written down here. Um, Ilanga put Taiwo in. wasn't the greatest pass. They got in each other's way again. I thought after a good pass by Yates and he drew a save from um, Anana. It wasn't the most difficult. And then Origi smashed one at Anana. Mm. We, should we be doing better in those positions? Really? Yeah. The Origi chance reminded me of Murillo at Palace, where he did so well and then. Mm. blasted it straight down the keeper's throat, which was so disappointing because either side of him and that was possibly in. And it was so unfortunate because he'd done so well to beat his man and then set up the shot. Um, yeah, and, and, and Langer had a chance. You know, Gibbs White had chance. I mean, that they were all, they were half chances, I would have said, where it just needed one of those to have a bit of quality behind it. And we never quite found that bit of quality. Avani had shots. Never quite. I think the one where he was put through, he could have perhaps done better with that. If you look at the replay, it's too close to the keeper, obviously, where a yard either side, perhaps it would have worked Anana more. Um, he is a good shot stopper, Anana. I mean, that's 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 his strength. So, you know, it was he's, he's a good keeper. You expect him to make that save, though, because I don't think Albany worked him hard enough. So those chances are, looking back, you know, it's disappointing we didn't take them. But it's not it's not the biggest disappointment. And I, I don't know whether, you know, you can't look at the back four of that set piece. It's the whole team. It's just like being alive. I mean, it's surely when we've conceded as many goals as we have at set pieces, the coaching staff are saying, right, at set place, set piece, you've got to be switched on. Someone's someone's got to be organizing and looking for where the dangers are. What what could happen in this scenario here? And when you've got a player like Bruno taking the free kick, who is so imaginative and so, you know, open to opportunities you've got you've got to kind of think about what the danger is where the danger is and we just don't seem to have anybody on, on that pitch or anybody on the side of the pitch who's awake and alive to it at all and we've got to prepare our team for all those eventualities when there's a free kick in that position what are the what are the options he's got and we put Alanga out there to kind of i don't know what the point of Alanga being there was because i think it was pointed out in commentary why not have a two or three man wall to, to make Bruno knock it into the air over the top? And we didn't do that. I just don't know. There must be some coaching going on and there must be someone trying to make us aware of the dangers at set pieces, but we're just, it's just not sinking in or there's just not a leader on the pitch who's coordinating things at set pieces. And I don't, I don't, that's what really frustrates me because we've got to be more switched on and we're just, I think naive is the best word. We're just open and exposed every time the, the opponent gets a set piece. And I don't think it's on the back four. I just think it's the whole team need to be coached better in those scenarios. Um, <clears throat> let's turn our attention just for the last five minutes or so, just to find out how you chat feeling about the Liverpool game. They've won 3-0 tonight against Southampton with um, kids scoring. Neil Danz's son, I can't remember his first name, so he scored twice. The other score is Kumas, who's probably Jason Kumas's son. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. They're just, you know, they're like championship man- football manager regens, aren't they? Yeah. Liverpool players now. Um, how are you feeling about the game, Pete, now? I mean, we don't know what shape Liverpool are going to rock up in, but obviously they're going to be good. So do you take any um, hope and optimism into the match on Saturday? Yeah, because why? I mean, you've got to, haven't you? I mean, they're obviously very good. Um, we've got an awful lot of very good players, although hopefully some of them won't be available. 
Um, but you know, fundamentally, football is not really about being that that stressed about it. I don't think you know. And I'm, I'm going how I'm going on Saturday is I'm going to go and have a great day with my friends and family, um, and hopefully Forest will turn up and give us another one of those joyful moments like they did at home against Liverpool last season. And I, I imagine we'll do it in a very different way if we do do it because this Nuno team looks quite a lot different to Cooper's team. And if if we're going to um, have a sort of famous victory, then it's probably going to be by scoring several goals because we'll definitely concede a, a couple. Um, but you've got to be hopeful, haven't you? Because what's the point otherwise? Um, it's not exactly a sort of powerful statistical analysis of the game or anything, but um, I'm going to go into it feeling pretty positive and hoping we can come out with something um, because otherwise I don't, there wouldn't really be much point in me going. Um, and we can definitely do it. You know, <laughs> we've, we've had lots of famous um, moments at home since we've been promoted, perhaps less so this year, but there's no reason why it can't happen again. I think we've got an awful lot of quality on the pitch. And if we could just finally get it right in terms of cutting out some of these moments, um, then who knows what can happen. So yeah, I'm feeling pretty positive. There's a lot of angry people in the comments tonight. Why aren't you blaming yeah. Nuno? Why aren't you calling Nuno out? We've literally spent well, we 20 have. minutes talking about the sub and strange team selection at times, poor subs. Mark's absolutely battered the, the set pieces. So I'm not sure what people, you know, we are saying, I think Nuno was at fault tonight. So yeah, uh, there you go. But I still think he's done a good job overall. But the question mm. is, what, some of what he's done tonight. How are you feeling about the Liverpool game, Mark? Because there are, you know, there are still reasons for optimism, I, I think. But obviously, we're going to have to. We played. We've done kind of ninety percent of the job in some senses tonight, but the last ten percent, we consistently fall short, and we can't do that against the top side, I guess, can we? No, I mean, there's no question. This is a good time to play them. Um, they've just played midweek, like we have, and I noticed Diaz didn't come off the bench. So for me, that indicates that that perhaps, you know, Salah and Darwin aren't going to be back because I think he probably would have started Diaz or at least given him minutes if there was a chance that he would have options at the weekend. So I'm hoping that Salah and Darwin aren't going to be a factor in the game. If that is the case and, you know, they're going to start Diaz, Dapo and Elliot as probably as a front three, um, they've got injuries in midfield. If you look at the bench tonight, it's it's it, they're, they're looking to kids, right? They've got McAllister who didn't start. So I think... You know, if you're Luton, if you're Everton, uh, you're probably looking at us playing this Liverpool side and thinking, damn, why? It's a bit unlucky because normally they'd look at that and think there's no way Forrest are going to get anything from that game. But I look at it and think there's a chance for at least a point, maybe even three, because we've beaten them before when they had a team that's perhaps second string to some extent. And that will be the case at the weekend. They'll turn up with an 11 that I don't think will be near their full strength 11. So it is an opportunity. Um, but you know, sitting here now, how, what's the likelihood of, if we are going to lose the game, what's the likelihood of how we're going to lose it? Well, a couple of set pieces, Van Dijk scoring one and we're caught out. I mean, that, that's what, if you were going to predict, if we were going to lose, that's how we would lose that game. Hopefully that doesn't turn out to be the case. Hopefully we manage the game well. We don't give them opportunities from set plays or we're awake at set plays and we expose the fact that they've got a weaker lineup than they would normally have. Dominguez hopefully was saved for that game, so he'll start. I think maybe Omobamadeli will come in, perhaps, for Felipe, because I don't see him starting three games in a week. And hopefully the minutes in Awanee's legs tonight don't take it out of him for the weekend, because we need him fresh and being a threat, which he can be. 
Yeah, that was going to be my other point, Pete. I just find team selection fascinating for this game because <clears throat> I look at Van Dijk and look like he looks like he's going to score every corner. So I wouldn't play on Ramadelli. I'd prefer to see Felipe. Yes, I know we could see from a set piece tonight, but he's still a better defender of the dead balls, I would say. And then Taiwo, you know, looks absolutely knackered. And he's going to, we're playing again on Saturday. So I just like team selection is going to be all eyes at two o'clock, I guess, isn't it? And see what rocks are. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I guess we can only hope that they know what they're doing. Um, because they, I mean, they. I presume they know that we're playing Liverpool at the weekend. Um, so, you know that that planning is available to them. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I agree on on both counts. You know, I, I would be a bit concerned if Felipe wasn't in the team. I guess because I don't, his aerially, he's he's definitely stronger than the rest of the candidates if Bolly's not available. But also, I mean, it obviously doesn't always show. But every time you see a sort of wide lens camera of them trying to get organised and stuff. Felipe's the one doing the talking. Mm. Um, and it may be the case that his talking is dreadful because the outcome's not great. But, um, you know, I sort of think we need some of that in the team. Um, and there are probably questions to be asked about the sort of leadership and the mentality around the side at the moment. Um, so I think we, it does feel like we sort of need him. And those games against West Ham and, and tonight, I, I do think he's made a difference. Um so I, I, yeah, I sincerely hope that they're both available. Um, but yeah, it, it's hard, isn't it? And it's hard to know without access to any of that sort of data or the sports science side of things. Um, so uh, in line with my last answer, I guess it's just a case of, of hoping they know what they're doing and fingers crossed. It'd be ironic, wouldn't it, if it, we go from where Felipe's finished to Felipe plays three games in a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, maybe maybe near Cassia will start, you know, and is he better in the air than Omar Bamadeli? Yeah, probably marginally. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would be worried without uh, a physical presence like Felipe inside because Van Dijk at the moment just looks pretty unplayable at set pieces, doesn't he? So if the delivery is good, I don't think we've got anyone who can pick him up if it's not Felipe. Um, you know, Chelsea really struggled with him. He, he scored two goals against them there. He scored in the previous league game as well. Um, so he's on a run at the moment. And I think I texted you earlier in the week and said Van Dyke's probably the biggest goal threat they've got if mm. Salah and Darwin are out against us. So I think we could probably handle Gakpo and Diaz. I think we can, we've got players who can look after them. They are quality and they can bring something out of nothing. But I'm, I'm going into Saturday thinking the biggest player I'm worried about is Van Dyke. Yeah. So if Nunes doesn't play and Salah doesn't play, because we like <clears throat> completely handle Rashford, although he's a shadow himself tonight. And Fernandez was handled in open play. Obviously, set pieces went wrong. So, yeah, uh, I know people aren't optimistic in the comments, but hopefully when we wake up tomorrow, we'll feel at least some hope. But um, we'll see. We've shown we can score goals against teams. Tonight, I hope, was an off an off night. And, you know, we still created chances, but our finishing was strangely poor. And I hope Taiwo uh, is better at it on, on Saturday. If Taiwo starts, I mean, there's a small part of me wondering if he's going to be benched now. And Origi's going to start against his old club. I can't, can't maybe, see it. But who maybe knows? save Reina. I don't know. I mean, I, like you said earlier, I don't know what's going on with Reina. I don't know what the logic is for him not getting more minutes tonight. Because um, mm. arguably, he could have come on and Gibbs White could have gone into a midfield position. So why mm. didn't that happen? As it's very strange, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Mm, true. Right, uh, people telling me. Oh, Simon says I'm too positive. Maybe I am. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this has not been a positive podcast. No. I no, feel I quite. I feel quite depressed about it. To be honest, I don't know what <laughs> these, what these people are watching. 
Blimey. Yeah. Uh, right. Any final words before we depart, Pete? Well, I wasn't going to say anything, but I'd like to throw myself behind your comments about just how sort of negative everything is. There's a long way to go yet. I really do think we need to be careful about getting ourselves into a really negative mindset. We've seen plenty of positives under Nuno's management to think there are reasons to believe. There's an awful lot of work to do to cut out some of this basic stuff. But the good news is it feels like it should be basic. So maybe eventually they'll get it right and fingers crossed they do. Also, just one other thing. I'm really not having everyone slagging off Taiwo in the comments. If if you're doing that, I really do think you need to take a long, hard look at yourself because that guy has done an, an awful lot for us and given us some pretty brilliant moments in the Forest shirt. And he was trying his best out there tonight. And he wasn't altogether that far away from having an impact on the game. You know, sometimes maybe he looks a bit sloppy or his finishing isn't you know, as precise as it could be. But there's an awful lot of Premier League teams who'd be very happy to have him in their squads. And he seems like a pretty good lad as well to me. So I, I would, um, I'd give it a rest on that front for a little while. He's got. <clears throat> it's only like last weekend he scored a great goal against West Ham to give us, you know, a, a crucial lead. So he looked cumbersome against Villa. I thought he was all right tonight, apart from his finishing. And I hope that's an an off night because the st- statistics show that he's a good finisher. Normally, he's been, you know, one of the best finishers in the Premier League. So. Yeah, I, I I would assume it was a it's a bit of a blip, and uh, I'd certainly back Tyway to come back. Uh, and he scored against Liverpool last season, so mm. well, I don't see why he can't do it again. Uh, final words from you, Mark, before we go. Um, just um, I'm already getting tired of the uh, the figure of fun that Clattenburg's become. It's just a gift to the commentators, isn't it? It was there again tonight. I just I just think every time we're on TV or radio, they're going to go oh, and there's Mark Clattenburg, who's brought in as a referee analysis. What do you make of that X? And they did it again tonight. And I'm just like, oh, God, what have we done here? We've just uh, invited that onto ourselves, haven't we? Because everyone seems to have an opinion on it and it's not a very positive one. Um, so that was a bit annoying again today from, from the commentators. But fair enough. We're going to get a lot of that still to come, I expect. Yeah, yeah, we are. I can sort of see some... Well, if it produces some tangible results and there's benefits to it, I don't know if it's going to be, but I assume he's making a decent wedge out of it. So let's hope we get something uh, positive from it in the final weeks of the season. Someone, I think it was Boynes, he said in the comments as well, like these games aren't the ones that decide our season. I think all, so all eyes on Luton, really. The next two mm. games are um, bonus games if we can get uh, a point against Liverpool, a point against Brighton. I mean, Brighton, we haven't talked about it yet, but they're not having a great time of it. They, they've barely won a game of late. The game they won against Sheffield United was after... Holgate absolutely, you know, ninjured um, poor old Mitoma, who's now out for the rest of the season as well, which is a big blow for them. So, yeah, we shall see uh, how it goes in the next couple of weeks. But uh, I think we'll leave it there. I can say if you've enjoyed this, I don't know. If you've tolerated this and haven't got too mad at us, <laughs> do us a favour. Hit like, hit subscribe, um, consider becoming a channel member uh, and uh, give us a good review on iTunes would be very much appreciated. I should also thank uh, Anthony Harrington, Andy Packham and Simon F for becoming channel members during the stream and anyone else who has, uh, Charlie, Andrew and Dave, all very good of you. Right, back tomorrow, 11am with uh, Fletch, who's always interesting, you see what he made of it, and Greg, who's always upbeat. So, yeah. Do join us for that if you can, and we'll uh, focus a bit more on Liverpool and get the lads' take on uh, on this game. Right, Mark, thank you very much. Thank you, Matt. I obviously need to be more angry and more negative, which is hard to believe. I don't, <laughs> I'm not sure how many levels I've got of that, but I'll, I'll bear that in mind. <laughs> 
Oh, well, people who are a bit downbeat now are saying they love the stream still, and it was a great job. So, yeah. I mean, it's good to have debate, and obviously passions run high after the game because we all want Forest to do well. And tonight was disappointing to it was a missed opportunity. But uh, hopefully we're all one big happy family again come tomorrow. Uh, Pete, thank you very much. Thanks very much. I, I also don't really want to be on if Mark's forced to be even more, neg- <laughs> more negative than angry. We don't need that. I fear for Greg tomorrow, hopefully. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, who's but, uh, Well, we'll have more positivity on Friday because Prutz is on with Pete's back and uh, and maybe Greg as well. Well, Greg will be on when he knows Prutz is on, let's, let's be honest. And then Saturday, uh, Liverpool post-match is Mark, uh, God, the absolute warrior of this podcast, <laughs> turning out for post-match streams. Lots of the punishment. Uh, Mark and Chris Aylmer from Forest All Over uh, will be with us for that. And then we'll turn our attention to next week. In fact, Lewis is a confirmed for Monday as well. So, yeah, uh, do join us for that. Appreciate the support. Appreciate your company tonight. Sorry it didn't go well for Forest, but tomorrow is a new day and hopefully we shall see you then. Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs>